on SEN Tassie Breakfast, questions without notice. Yes, indeed, and I'm starting with the new rock, Tim. Hi, oh, Brent. I just I was just on the uh, website. The, yeah, the uh, real estate I've website. Lost it now. No, the Mac Point yeah. Two Point Yeah. StadiaPrecinct.com. Encourage all people who want to know anything about it to go and have a look. I'm going to read through it myself today. Probably could have waited to the end of the segment. Probably, well, I probably could have right. done it before Dean came on. Hammer's over there pulling his <laughs> hair out. You just hijack everything. Can we just we StadiaPrecinct.com. Get on there and have a look. We sting for Hamish. questions without notice, and he comes in and just hijacks the segment. Tim, after Mitch Marsh and Usman Khawaja's test career revivals, who's a player that deserves another crack in Australia's Red Bull side? And it can't be you. Well, it wouldn't be me. Um, well, there's probably a couple of obvious ones, isn't there? That about at the top of the order. Marcus Harris and Cameron Bancroft were two that deserve another crack, and we'll, I'm sure at some stage we'll get one. Very good. Brent, the Herald Sun's John Ralph reported this week that the AFL is extremely likely to introduce mid-season trading next year. Are you a fan of how impact and how impactful do you think it will be? Um, I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, I think it'd be really good, particularly if you get a, a big injury in the first half of the season, you can bring someone in for sure. And we've seen at other clubs, some players don't get games because others are ahead of them and they could get a game somewhere else. So big fan of it, Tim. Big fan. And I think it will be impactful. Be interesting to see the rules around it though. Yes. Like, can you just trade a player out without his consent or does he have yeah. to be? I'd imagine the AFLPA would be all over this. Bit to work out. Now I've been waiting for this all morning. Before I get your response, actually well, we, need to, we need to set it up. So on Monday you said mm. you didn't like how some former Australian cricketers were celebrating the West Indies win yep. on the weekend. True. Here's what Adam Gilchrist had to say on SCNWA during the week. So respond to Tim Payne's comments, Gilly. Oh, come on, Payne, give us a break. I'll, hopefully I'll see him tonight at the awards night and I'm going to have a word with him. <laughs> no, I couldn't be bothered. That's Tim's... That's Tim's um, He'll, he'll, he'll realise that the, the longer you're out of the game, the, the more you just start to take a broader perspective on these things. And But, but he might never. He, he, he might be 20, 30 years into retirement and still, you know, bleed every time Australia lose. It doesn't mean that much to me anymore in regards to the win-loss. I love this Australian team. I'm so proud of what they've been able to achieve. But um, I, my team at the moment is Fox Cricket and we want to deliver the best broadcast we can. And we want to... I care for my teammates that I'm in at the moment and Brian Lara was so emotional and I had no dramas embracing him and saying and saying how phenomenal that victory was. It was a win for the ages Mm. and I have no drama. I don't feel in any way unpatriotic to have supported that that result and been happy for it. Pat Cummins himself said there's a little bit of him that is pleased for the result too. So come on, give us a break, Tony. Well said, Gilly. Get that up here, Tim. Oh, well, love it. That's Gilly's opinion. Mine is opposite, and I have no problem with having a broader perspective. We spoke about that. How great it was to see the West Indies win, and post game, I don't really care what they say. It's the, it's the during that I didn't wasn't comfortable with, and the the barracking and almost wanting Australia to lose. That's all. Okay. After the game, I I enjoy like we sat here and spoke about the. You know, the injection that the West Indies could give Test Cricket and how great it was for the game if they can get back to where they were. Um, for me, during the game, I just find it a little bit uncomfortable at right. times. But I, but I get what he's saying there as well. You, it doesn't mean a lot to him anymore. That's fine. And I doesn't change my life if Australia lose a Test match. I couldn't care less either. 
right now, but I'm not going to sit there and barrack against them. Fair enough. Ever. All right. Very well, well said. Where are we up to? The Jack Jumpers, free agents. This off-season include Jared Bairstow, Jordan Crawford, Majuk Deng, the... Majuk. What do we call him? What do we call him? Majuk Deng. We no, call him. our man. Oh, Anthony Drimit. We call him um, the Dream Reaper. The Dream Reaper. <laughs> oh, there's so many. Will Magne, your man. Yeah. Out Adonovich, of these guys. Marcus Lee, Mr. Fear Marcus Lee as well. Mm-hmm. Out of these guys, Brent, who are the three that you would prioritize in recent? The three. Definitely Will Magne. I'd definitely get Anthony Drimmick back. The Dream Reaper? Yep. Majuk. I love I love what Majuk Deng's doing, obviously under injury cloud at the moment. Uh, I'm a watch on Jordan Crawford, as I said, Tim. So one, who? One will. Two. Two dream. And I really like what Majuk Deng's brought to the team. So I'm gonna say that Majuk Deng. Um but Over Marcus obviously, Lee. obviously I'm a watch on the two imports. I want to see how they finish the season. Happy with that? Your opinion? Thank you. You're entitled to one. Was Mitch Marsh's speech after winning the Allen Border? Hang on, why weren't you at the Allen Border Medal? Why would I be? Because you're part of the Australian cricket family. It's, I don't play. What do you think they invite every person well, ever? I think I think I saw a lot of coaches and assistant coaches there. Absolutely. Well, I'm not a coach or an assistant coach of the Australian cricket team. The Australian cricket team. Okay, fair enough. Um, and we need to make some time for you to tell your Allen Border Medal story one day. Which one? About the pants. Oh, that's been told plenty of yeah, times. Yeah, it's funny though. Um, was Mitch Marsh's speech after winning the Allen Border Medal one of the best acceptance speeches you've heard? Oh, I feel like we do this every year. Every year someone gets up and wins a medal, a Brownlow or an Allen Border Medal, and it's the best speech ever. But it was good. It was very good, and I enjoyed it. But to say it's the best speech ever, I'm not sure about that. All right, we better leave it there. We are pushed for time, and the Harcourt's open line's firing. We're going to come back and unpack some of those next, Hold on, Tim. Brent. I, will, I do have one question before we go. I can't Hamish. let this one go, Hamish. Hamish. Brent, have you ever received feedback from a Jack Jumpers player, positive or negative, on the nickname you've given them or the way you've pronounced their name mid-game? Probably could have held that for Monday, Tim. No. Seeing we're under the pump. Have you or not? Yeah, I have. Jack McVay loves the smiling assassin. Right. He actually... What about the Dream Reaper? He wasn't happy with you claiming the doctor. He he said he didn't want any nickname he had. But But I will give the Dream Reaper a spin on Sunday. 100%. 0437 uh, is the Harcourt's open line text line. You can call us as well, 1300 A reminder, we're after your thoughts on who should be our expert tipsters on the show this year for the chance to win two marquee tickets to the Hobart Cup. It's breakfast powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land at Pride Attachments. Back next to go through some of your texts.